podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only... Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam Tam. Hi, everybody. So today I get to present. You do get to present today. Now, I want to tell everybody this was my guy, but I needed you to do a Thursday, so I gave him to you. So, Merry Christmas. So, my, my opening <laughs> quote is going to offend a lot of people. But I'm there's a you, reason for it. Yeah, it. It does fit in, so don't sit there and go, oh, he must be a Nazi, too. Just pull your head out of your ass for a minute and just listen to the whole damn thing. Because I'm so nice to our listeners like that. Yeah, you're so mean. Today I'm presenting John Paul Franklin, also known as from his birth name, who was born, James Clayton Vaughn. That's right. And my opening quote, quote actually comes from Mein Kempf, which is Adolf Hitler's yes. uh, book. Yes. That was his, what, uh, his rules for living, or basically, right? Basically, Kind of yeah. like the Nazi Bible. It's yeah. how I've heard it referred yeah, to. Yeah, kind of like the Nazi Bible. Yeah. You know? Pick it up on Amazon today. Um, Can you get it on Amazon for real? Probably, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Every national body is made up of three main classes. At one extreme, we have the best people, taking the world's best here to in, uh, indicate those who are highly endowed with civic virtues <clears throat> and are not noted for their courage, or, and are noted for their courage and their readiness to sacrifice their private interests. At the other extreme are the worst dregs of humanity, in whom vice and egotistic interests prevail. Between these two extremes stand a third class, which is made up of the broad middle statrum, who do not represent radiant heroism nor vulgar vice. The stages of uh, nations rise the stages of a nation's rise are accomplished exclusively under the leadership of the best extreme. Mein Kempf, page 424. Wow. That's weird. But okay. I thought that it did. No, it, it's like very insightful. It is. Into his way of thinking. It, it actually, honestly, it makes me want to read all of Mein it Kempf. It kind of makes, you know, and people who say, oh my God, that's horrible. No, it's not. It gives you a better understanding so that you yourself can, you know what I mean? The more information people have about stuff, the more, you know, uneducated people don't have the, you know what I mean? Well, does that make sense? I I equate it to this right here. And uh, it's kind of a roundabout way of my fucked up way of thinking being this tired. because I'm pretty damn exhausted. But let's take Christianity. Right. The rules that self. Mm hmm. Are pretty outlined, and they're they're understandable rules. You know, thou shalt right. not kill, thou shalt not covet, things like that, right? Right. However, you give an extremist group those, those same, same rules, rules, yes, and they take it to a whole new level, yeah, whole of new level, fucked up, right? And that's uh, that that's evident in play in, in people like the Ku Klux Klan, yeah, you know, and white supremacists, right? They take the 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 Christ, the, the Christian motto. Oh, yes, very much so. And, and convoluted. Yeah, and, and very much convoluted to kind of form mm-hmm. it to giving them a reason to, to do what they did. Yeah, yeah, and not like minorities. Right. Um, I don't believe that Mein Kempf is a bad book. 
No. I don't think there's anything as such as a bad book. In any in any way, shape, or form. No, you're right. Information is information. This is true. You know, uh, and information is power. When you start denying information, you're really denying yourself education. Exactly. And I, you know, and I constantly read shit. I'm constantly, like, I mean, you've seen what we've read ourselves. <laughs> but, um, no, because I firmly believe that if you're ever going to get into a discussion with somebody about something, you need to know what the fuck you're talking about. And oh, yeah. you can't if you just are going off what other people have said about it. Yeah, I never go into a debate unarmed. Me, me neither. Fucking never. Never. I go in knowing my shit. Right. And I've always, and I always told my son this, too, growing up, is like, you know what? Believe what you want to believe, but back it up with facts. Don't exactly. back it up with just opinion. So. So let's talk about the early life of John Paul Franklin. Let's do it. Who was born, like I said, James Clayton Vaughn Jr. Right. He was born in Mobile, Alabama on April 13th of 1950. That sounds like a very southern name. <laughs> he was. He's from Mobile, Alabama. He's the oldest son of James Clayton Vaughn Sr. and Helen Rue Vaughn. Uh, and his brother... Uh, uh, and his brother, to, oh, and supposed to be and is, and his brother to Carolyn, Marilyn, and Gordon. Carolyn, Marilyn, and Gordon. Yep. So everything's kind of oh. rhyming and going together. And they have so fucking Carolyn and Marilyn were they twins? No, I'm kidding. I were guess, they? I got stories about twins. Uh, I don't need to hear your stories. I want to hear this. Vaughn's father was a World War II veteran, uh, and he was a butcher, and he left the family when Vaughn was about eight years old. His sister, Carolyn, recalled, quote, whenever Vaughn Sr., and that's in parentheses, uh, came to visit, he beat us. And their mother uh, had Vaughn Sr. thrown in jail twice for public drunkenness. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what, a, what, what an upstanding dude, right? Yeah. The father of John Paul Franklin Vaughn Sr. was an alcoholic, and it was said that his mother wasn't only strict, but the mother beat the kids, too. They, okay. They also had very little in the way of money. So they're poor and they're getting the shit knocked out of them by their folks. Okay. Vaughn later, uh, and this is our, our killer, by the way, who's now Franklin, but uh, later stated that he was really give, given enough to eat and suffered severe physical abuse as a child, and that his mother didn't care about him or his brother or sisters. He claimed that the factors stunted his emotional development and said that, uh, quote, he was always been at least 10 years or more behind other people in their maturity. So he was hey, behind. Yeah. Okay. So he's admitting that he's always been behind everybody else. Right. Kind of a little slow on the uptake. A little slow on the uptake. Okay. Gotcha. In high school, our special killer, I'm still calling him Vaughn, by the way because that's his birth name. In high school, Vaughn developed an interest in evangelical Christianity. Then, later on, Nazism. See how that plays in, boys and girls? See, I'm not a Nazi. And he's a Nazi, and I read from Mein Kemp because Hitler was a Nazi. Don't Nazi. blame me. Then later held a membership in both the National Socialist White People's Party and the Ku Klux Klan. He eventually changed his name to Joseph Paul Franklin in honor of jo uh, Paul Joseph Goblins, Gobbles, G-O-E-B-B-E-L-S, and Ben Franklin. 
In the 1960s, Franklin inspired to start a race war after reading Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. See? That also plays in. I'm not a Nazi. Well, there's so many sensitive... Who are you trying to convince? There's so many sensitive-ass people out there. If, if you read anything from Mein Kampf, they're oh, you see, he's a Nazi. He wants to burn Right. Jews. No, I understand what you're saying. No. And that's why I have to reiterate myself all the time. Yeah. Because I'm not saying, I'm not saying that all of our listeners are dumb. You've got to be fairly intelligent to follow us along. But people are sensitive, and they sit there, and they go, oh, look at him. Look what he's doing. He's reading about Hitler. What a bastard. Right. No, I get what you're saying. I understand. I hear you chirping, Big Bird. <laughs> Quote, I've never felt that way about any other book that I've read. He later reflected. It was something weird about that book. In the 1970s, he took a road trip to an American Nazi Party conference in Virginia with David Duke. And by the way, David Duke, for those of you that don't know, was a a huge leader of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, who was then a student, though, and Don Black. I don't know who Don Black is, but apparently he's white. (laughs) Thought I'd point that out. I know. Thank you. You're so dumb. Okay, so now, as a teenager... Franklin had obsessed had obsessive tendencies, particularly over religion. He was a member of the Church of God, headed by televangelist Garner Ted Armstrong, and visited nearly every church in the state that he could find. Okay. In 1967, Franklin dropped out of high school, and he avoided the draft thanks to poor eyesight. And then a year later, he married his neighbor Bobby Louise Dorman. Tell me, that's not a hillbilly name. That is so country. That that is. I thought my name was country. That's country. That right there screams. Never mind. I'm not gonna make inbreeding jokes. No, don't make your inbreeding. Anyway, she was only 16 years old at the time. So that's hey, little girl, I've got candy. Yeah, that was like um, the 13 year old and Lucas. Remember? Yeah. Well, get this. They'd only known each other for two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Here's a little quotey poo. Quote. He was really kind and gentle at first. He said he was going to take care of me. You like that right there? Yeah. I did. Good job. And then for a few weeks, it went okay, Dorman said uh, of her ex-husband. But then, all of a sudden, he changed. Several times, he beat me so hard that I was afraid he was going to kill me. You know, you sound like a really good Southern woman. I'm going to make somebody a great wife someday. You will. You cook? <laughs> <laughs> I cook. I, I try to clean. I can do my own laundry. I put out, you know. That's important. It's important. The couple, the couple divorced after four months, and Franklin married again under a fake identity years later. Okay. By the end of the 1960s, Franklin began dabbling in white supremacy groups. He studied racist literature practiced Nazi salutes in the mirror, and sewed swastikas onto his clothing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's he like all hardcore. Out. You know, and I don't know why they, they have to put in that they, they practiced the Nazi salute in the mirror. Number one, not quite difficult. I was going to say, it's like a, one of the easiest salutes out there. Like, literally, you go, hey, this is how they went, you know, Heil Hitler, and people, oh, okay, shit, I got that down right now. You don't have to, it's not a practice thing. Yeah. That's, that's just It's stupid. pretty much just putting your hand in the air. He had, uh, he had tattoos of an American bald eagle and uh, of a bloody grim reaper. Oh, wow. Now, here's, here's my thoughts on this. I don't see anything wrong with the tattoos. Just because you have an eagle and a grim reaper tattoo, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person or no. a good one. Or a good one. Right. 
I have tattoos, and I'm not out there killing anybody. I'm not joining the Ku Klux Klan. I'm not saying David Duke forever (laughs) or anything like that. And I'm not practicing Nazi fucking Heil Hitler's or anything. I have tattoos, but yeah. I mean, you're a bad person, but that's different. I am, but we're we're different from each other. Shut up. He had a lot of fantasies. You heard your what? I said I'm the best one out of us. You notice the silence there? <laughs> that's yeah. everybody agreeing with me. No, that's uh, where they were going to filter out the bullshit. Shut up. <laughs> he had a lot of fantasies, Dorman recalled. It was like James just wanted to belong to something different. I guess the Nazis were about as different as you could get. Now, you remember in uh, the last two episodes, I had brought this up, and it plays into this one here. Oh, about belonging to a group. Yes. People want to belong yes. to something. Yes. And so let's let's kind of recap of what's going on right here, okay? You got a kid that him and his siblings were abused, not just by their alcoholic dad. Right. But mom's kicking their, the shit out of them, too. Right. So you're not only getting the shit knocked out of you constantly, you're poor. Right. But you know what? I know poor people that have great families. Exactly. But on top of everything else you're not getting enough to eat right i'll tell you what i know this for a fact because of the way i was brought up because i was brought up dirt poor i don't i i don't take for granted my lot in life exactly i was born in the dirt and i'm still dirt i'm just dirt with a little bit of extra money (laughs) Mm, i wouldn't say that but okay i know where i come from i come from the dirt um we all do but and i know how that can feel not not not, not having enough food I know you do. You know, even if you have the best family in the world, if you're not eating enough. Right. Your body isn't getting the right nutrition. And there's a lot of bad chemical changes going on. Yeah. So. And you're not learning right. You're not, you know, there's a lot involved there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't take long for Joseph Paul Franklin's worst fantasies to become a reality. Franklin wanted his killings to start a race war, as I had said. Though Franklin was a drifter for most of his life, he always found white supremacists wherever he went. Mm -hmm. He joined the American Nazi Party, the Ku Klux Klan, and later on, the National States Rights Party. Uh where he peddled their hate pamphlets called the Thunderbolt. Oh, wow. Franklin's descent into Nazism was pretty fast. Sounds like it. Oh, it was. On September 18th, 1970, Franklin was photographed wearing a Nazi uniform during a protest against a visit by then Israel Prime Minister Golda Meir. Golda Meir. Golda Meir. Meir. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Outside of the White House. Of course they're at the White House. It's white supremacist. I see, I see a connection there. I just made a fan of Blue's Clues. Newly fueled by his racist convictions, John Paul Franklin began acting out on his bigotry. On Labor Day 1976, he stalked an interracial couple and sprayed them with mace. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if you guys know what mace is. We're not talking pepper spray. Mace is CS or CN tear gas. Mm-hmm. Mace comes in a little can, and that is a quick acting. That's C, I think that's a CN tear I gas. I think it is, too. Um, so it's quick acting. The CS tear gas, which is more potent, takes longer to, to, to kick in. 
They give you tear gas training also when you're in the military. They put you in a little tiny bunker. Somebody pulls a tear gas canister, throws it through a window. Um, and you got to take your yeah, fucking mask if, off. So you know what it feels like to be yeah. tear gassed. Well, you know what the sad part is? Is even if somebody next, like like a, not a block, but like from the other side of the room gets maced, you still get affected by it. I, I just wanted to let people know that. I got a story. I got a good friend of mine, Jennifer Yost. Uh, her and I grew up as teenagers together and, and dated for a short a bit of time. And she became a security guard. Uh, and she's moved on since this was, you know, we were like fucking teenagers. She had a small thing of CS, of, of tear gas, right. of, of mace. And she accidentally, it was a pure accident, maced the side of my face. <gasps> that hurt. That is a that level is of shit. pain. Yeah, that is some shit you don't want to deal with. I'm yeah. trying to get it off of my face and get it out of my eyes while trying not to vomit in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That is brutal shit. So you're tracking two people down. I'm pretty sure this wasn't an obviously it wasn't an accidental one. Like, oops, dude, I'm sorry. And it wasn't very much mace. Right. It was a little bit. He's yeah, probably hosing them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this peckerhead is doing this shit. Yeah, and it's meant to get into your like your mucous membranes and stuff and cause the most, you know. Right, because your it's, eyes, your nose, your yes. mouth. Yeah. Everywhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where was I? A year later he killed his first a year later he killed his first victims whose names were Alphonse Manning Jr. and Tony Schwann. Okay. They were also an interracial couple in Madison, Wisconsin. The background of the subsequent victims varied. They had different socioeconomic statuses, ages, genders. However, they were all either black or Jewish. Okay. With an arsenal of rifles and filled with hatred, Franklin moved from state to state killing innocent people because of their skin color or religious heritage from 1977 to 1980. He switched between 18 aliases. Wow. Yeah. He got Carl beat. As if he got Carl beat. (laughs) You win the alias prize. That's right. Hats off to you, dude. That's right. And he frequently changed vehicles and dyed his hair to disguise himself. I think he should have worn a Groucho Marx, like the glasses and the nose and the stash. But that's me. You think everybody should. I would wear one to business meetings if I could. I believe you. Yep, lighten a cigarette. I know. Once again, yes, I smoke. I don't need your shit. And I just want to point out that I'm not texting while you're talking. Well, hey, good job. All right. And you're not even watching Pornhub or anything. No. Like you do me. <laughs> Love porn up. <laughs> no, you text when I talk. But that's okay. Go All ahead. right, here we go. This is a very bad dude. A policeman from Franklin's hometown said, I've seen a lot of life in my years on the force, but I'll never understand how a guy like this could happen. You like that one? That? He saw a lot of life? Life. On the force. On the force. But he doesn't understand how a guy like that could have happened? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's, yeah. that's southern for you. It's very southern. Like this guy here. You know how I say your nephew is hella Asian? He was hella southern. Just listening to this quote in my head. This oh, dude's yeah. hella southern. Yeah. Like you I went, heard it in my head and it was hella southern. Even if he didn't have an accent and he said those words mm-hmm. like I speak. Right. You would go, oh, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. You're hella southern. You can't fool me. Why? The words yeah. that came out of your mouth. Side note. 
I'm going to be an ant again to the hell Asians. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, we found out yesterday. Holy but that's shit. Another thing. You, you should have told me before the show. I know. I forgot until you just mentioned my nephew. Congratulations. I know. Now I'm going to have two little rice. You are going to have two little people to fix your phone. I'm going to have two little rice wagons that can, fi- <laughs> that can fix it. all my electronics. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I just meant, it just dawned on me when you said it. I forgot. Yeah, congratulations. So shout out to uh, Tammy Underwood's. Yeah, uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, yeah. Yeah, shout out to you guys. You want to tell everybody their names? Give them a shout out. Yeah, the name Jake and uh, Sorty Lee in Oregon. They live in Oregon. Yeah, shout out to you guys. And my nephew, my little Yubi. I call him Yuki, but yeah. Same thing to me. Yeah. I just know that when my phone was having problems, I want to take it to him. (laughs) Shut up. He's awesome. But regardless of his disguises, Franklin was unable to mask his hatred and shared it with everyone from clerks to prostitutes. Oh, well, yeah. Because occasionally you have to talk to a hooker. <laughs> you know what? You know about that. I'll tell a story after I read this paragraph about me and uh, talking to a hooker. <laughs> One prostitute said that he asked her where all the black pimps were so he could kill them. He, okay. also, he also tried to get her to kill a black bellhop at the motel where they were guests. So, hooker story. Because I like interjecting my own stories. So, when I was driving over the road, uh, my friend uh, Jenny Oshler, we've mentioned her before. She gave us a thing, uh, the info about uh, right, 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 like, from wrestling bears is fucking... Down in Oakie. Yeah, in Oklahoma. Um, she would drive out and visit me. And we, we'd always have dinner uh, whenever I was in that area. So, she would drive out to Oklahoma City or Tulsa. Um, and we'd have dinner together, right? Okay. So I'm, I'm parked in my truck and I'm waiting for her to show up. I'm in, I'm in OKC and this hooker comes up and she goes, Hey, you want some commercial company? I'm like, no, I'm good. You sure? I'm like, no, I'm positive. She says, my name is Red. So oh, hi, Red. Let's go. I'm waiting for a friend. You know, we're going to go have dinner. Well, she walks around the parking lot. She comes back and she was born and we struck, just struck up a conversation. Okay. And we just talked back and forth. And I got to ask you, why the fuck do you even do this? She goes, honey, it's not even for the money. I just simply like to fuck. Okay. And why not make a dollar while while I'm doing something that I love? You know what? Legit. Legit. You know what? Props. Yeah, and she had a little bit of chunk on her, so she didn't look like she was like you a know tweaker or anything. Who cares? So she, no, no, I mean, she's eating. Right, Like, no. she didn't come at me, like, all scratched, like, I suck your dick for a dollor. Yeah. Anything like that. Couple teeth missing. Right. Yeah. She looked like a respectable chick. She just right. liked to fuck, you know, she liked to fucking get paid for it. You know what? Maybe that's what I should do. God, no. <laughs> God, now that's in my I mind. I never will, but, you know, it was, I had to do that too. Where's my drug dealer? God you know what? It. You have been an ass to me the last four days. Oh, my. I have not. I mean, one thing I've said that's been an ass to you. Don't make me say it now. <laughs> that's not being an ass. It was asking your mom a question, of which she answered. She did answer, but you keep reminding me of that answer every day. I do Multiple not. times. Can I get back to the, uh, to the podcast, Mel? <laughs> You're done. Yes, get back to it. Oh, yes. my God. So strong was his race system, in fact, that he later refused a witness that it would help his defense because they were black. Ooh. Seriously? No, okay. I want to point something out. At some out. point, you just gotta like. At some take point, you gotta go. Team. Okay, I'm gonna take one for the team. You know, yeah. this, this black guy can help me out. Maybe I need to let him talk. But no, man, this dude was dedicated to it. Like he wasn't like a fake racist. This dude's like hardcore. Yeah. Quote: 
That rage pretty much controlled everything about his life. Even his daily actions and judgments, said Salt Lake County Deputy uh, District Attorney Bob Stott, who led the state's prosecution against Franklin. Quote, He was very angry, surly, an uneducated guy who couldn't get along with people, end quote. No shit. Oh, no shit. (laughs) I think he got along fine with other racists. Yeah, I was going to say. God forbid, you know, you're Jewish or black. (laughs) I know, right? Apparently, if it's black, you throw it back. Dude. But if you're at a point where you can't even let them help defend you. Yeah, that's something's wrong. And that really points to the being un- the uneducated part. Yeah. The dumbass. On August 20th, 1980, Franklin shot his last victim, Eagle Scout David L. Martin, and his friend Ted Fields. Okay. The son of a preacher, both of whom were young black men. They'd been jogging uh, with two white classmates in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. And Franklin killed them while they were crossing an inter- uh, intersection on a very well-lit area. So right out in the open, he didn't give two shits. Yeah. Almost sounds like the Bears, remember? Oh, yeah. No, don't even get me started on those buttholes. Yeah. We, we, we feature some that really disgust me, and they're... they're yeah. Two months later, in October 1980, Franklin was captured and arrested by the FBI following a national manhunt for him. They just had to check the KKK. It would have found him. There he is. I know, all right? Island shit. I was going to say, don't they have like a manifesto of where they're fucking... Um... I thought they all had to check in, sign the log, okay? Yeah, Heil Hitler, that's fine. Just sign the log so we know that you're here. Sign the guest book. You're not dumb. The end of Franklin's killing spree. Franklin's reign of terror ended uh, when he was picked up at a blood bank in Lakeland, Florida. After an operator contacted the FBI upon seeing him. Yeah. After his arrest, the neo-Nazi claimed that he killed at least 22 people during his murder spree. Franklin also took credit for the bombing of two synagogues and 16 robberies. Wow. He then admitted, I'm sorry, attempted assassination of of the president of the United Urban League, who's Vernon Jordan Jr., as well as the publisher of Hustler magazine, Larry Flint. Why Flint? Who was paralyzed from the waist down after being attacked in 1978. But why Flint? That I have no idea about. Why attack the... Hustler's a good magazine for us perverts. No, but he's not black. He's not black. He's not Jewish. No. Why Flint? Didn't say. Just ask him. And we can't talk to him. I know, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. However, the prosecution could only prove that John Paul Franklin committed seven of his proclaimed murders, and he received a life sentence as well as a death penalty in multiple states. Okay. He was executed by lethal injection on November 20th of 2013 in Bonterre, Missouri. Bonterre? Okay, well, whatever. If you're in Missouri, you probably know where that is. I don't. I have no clue. The execution, which had been delayed for months, lasted only 10 minutes. Wow. 10 minutes, yep. Lasted for months and months and months and months. It kept getting delayed and delayed. Yeah. 10 minutes. Damn, Gina. 
While some might argue that the justice for the victims was finally served, family members of the victims recognize that his death doesn't bring him back. And that, that, that's the it case doesn't. in any murder. Yeah. You know? See, but I think what it boils down to, and I've never had a loved one killed, so I don't know. But I look at it this way. It's like, you know, to have to see that person in the news or whatever over and over and over again makes you relive your loved one dying. And yeah. th- how you found out and all that other shit. You understand what I mean? No, I dig, yeah. Yeah. So that's what, what I relate it to. Well, I have a closing quote for you. You have a closing quote? Yes, I do. What's up with that? Well, it's just one that I found. Oh, okay. Maybe God will forgive him, quote Franklin. But right now, I can't, said Abby Evans, mother of 13-year-old victim Dante Evans Brown. They say that you should forgive, but at this time, I should... I should pray on that because I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. You never get over it. And I can understand yeah. that. I mean, if I, my I kids can were too. gunned down, I mean, shit, I don't think I'd ever forgive that person. I'd be no. full of rage and anger and all kinds of shit. Well, you don't get over that kind of stuff anyways. I mean, I don't know. Well, I agree. Yeah. So, nature or nurture. This one ought to be easy. This one's totally nurture. Yeah, 100%. 100 I mean, there was no doubt about that one. <laughs> that screamed nurture from the first sentence. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. all all nurture yeah. right there. So fuck. I'm still trying I'm still stuck on why he killed tried to kill Flint. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one of those things that I'm going to roll around in my head forever. Larry Flint's been shot at many times. Well, obviously, he's paralyzed. Yeah. And somebody got him. I'm not sure if it was just jackass or not. But, no, I don't think it was. But somebody had gotten him. Yeah. You know, but yet nobody fucks with the Hef. You noticed that too. Yeah. Hugh Hefner, never been shot at. Nobody fucks with Hef. Why? <laughs> why? Tell he, me why. I think it's because he's the Hef. That could be too. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm just at a loss, really, because I don't understand. I mean, I know it's out there and everything. I just don't understand the mentality of that extreme racism. I don't understand on any on any level, just like I don't. And I, I, I'm going to have listeners pissed off. I don't understand the Black Lives Matter thing. I don't understand the KKK. I don't understand racism at all. Right. We have dogs. But, um, no, I see what you're saying. No, I get exactly what you're saying. I don't get it either. I don't understand. I never will because, and I, maybe it's because of the way I was raised. My mom raised me. It doesn't matter who you are. You're a human being. You deserve love. You deserve friendship. No, I agree. You know, it doesn't matter. And so you prove that you don't deserve those things. Right, I, I but then it's not a matter of your race or your, your no. religious background. It's a matter of your personality. And your actions. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, and the sad part is, is that's how I feel. But I do have family members that are quite racist. I've had this discussion with you. I think I've even talked about it on the air before. Yeah. So... Because there's a hierarchy in the Asian community. <laughs> no, the Asian community alone, but I'm talking about on my American side of the family, too. You know, against the Asian side of my family. It's just really bizarre. <laughs> that makes Thanksgiving dinner really bizarre. Yeah, why do you think I don't go to any family dysfunction anymore? <laughs> um, so, you know, so you have all that. And, um, but what, 
I just don't understand. I understand him needing to be a part of something. I do I too. Get that. I understand that. I can't fault him for that. But it just makes me sad that that's what he found. Because was, there are so many other things he could have found. It's an know? act of desperation. Yeah. Because think about it. He started off as it's an evangelical. It's what accepted him more. Exactly. Yeah. Because he, he, like I said, at, at first it was hardcore Christianity. Right. So then he takes those beliefs and he finds people who say, hey, come on in. Yeah. Because think about most of the KKK members that you at least see on TV. I don't know about deep Yeah, they seem very thing. welcoming and kind and friendly. And no, we're not about that at all. Right. But you kind of see that air of like not so much education. That's a nice way to put it, Scott. <laughs> I think that's the nicest way that I can put it. No. No. And you're right. I mean, but then that's like with any... And I kind of, I kind of refer, and I know it's not, but I kind of equate it to the cult mindset. It is, you know, because it's that air of superiority. It's that, um, you know, it's that air of superiority. It's that we we know better. We can do it better. We can, you know what I mean? Right. And it was a very because I mean, how do you think Jim, the Jimmy Jones of the worlds or whatever? They're very accepting and yeah. loving and accommodating. Exactly. And then they go through and. They just brainwash you. And so, yeah, like I said, I cannot fault him for needing that because everybody needs that want and acceptance. We talked about that. It's a, right. It's a primal need within us. Right. I, I've, I've even equated that to, you know, while we're talking about this dude who is from the 70s and 80s when he was killing, we can even take it right now to 2021. Why do you think so many people are on social media? Oh, yeah. Like Facebook and Snapchat and all that shit. Oh, yeah, because they can claim to have a thousand friends. Right. You know? And it's, you feel accepted. Yeah. People feel accepted when they can comment on a, uh, on, on a subject that, that's being posted. Right. You know, so if you, if you say something like, you know, I like fishing for smallmouth bass on the Columbia River. Okay? Somebody else is going to go, hey, I share that interest. So right. with that, I'm going to go, hey, you know what? I like to as well. Where do you fish at? Yeah. Type of a thing. Right. And that's the reason. It's no different than how the Nazi party lures people in. Right. It's no different than the Jim Jones cults. It's no different than yeah. any of that shit. It's the feeling of acceptance. Right. And belonging. And, and belonging. Yeah. So, like I said, I cannot fault him for that. And it, that's what saddens me about this whole thing, though. Because, I, I mean, I don't feel the empathy that I have with others for him. However, what saddens me about this is that it could have gone so differently. Oh, way different. Yeah. So different. I mean, because, you know, I, I look at different scenarios and possibilities and shit. And I'm seeing, like, 30 of them right now that could have made this totally oh, different. Totally. You know? Totally, totally. You totally, know? totally. And th- this here's all based on his personal choices and actions. Yeah. As a and well, I think that oh, oh, well, as well as the what he's being fed too, you know, in this right. group that accepts him. Right, right. And if you got mom and dad beating the shit out of oh, you. Oh yeah, then that's what a, you have is you have a history of violence. Yeah, and you have a history of being submissive. So think about it. Your kid and mom and dad are beating the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. What is your stance? Well, something bigger and badder than you is beating the shit out of you. Right? Right. So, what do you do? You, you hunt be- down things that you feel are lower than you yeah, are. Yeah, I was going to say, you become bigger and badder. You 
your guys. Scott got his energy drinks. His, you know, you were like somebody reaching for their crack right now. <laughs> I am ready to get a fresh needle and inject it into my veins. I am uh, that Yeah, so, no, you, you do. You become the bigger in the batter. Right. So, you're going to... Okay, because you, you notice that none of these people with the KKK or even... And I'm going to bring up the BLM, too, because I think that the, them and Antifa are racists. Um, yeah. You don't see them taking people on face-to-face face they'll do it in a crowd of people a group of them but it's not one single person right face to face the Ku Klux Klan's the same way they'll, they'll right. do it in and groups and the anarchist Westboro Baptist Church oh don't get me started on those assholes I, but I you know what I mean it's all the same down. mindset but yeah you know or the, like in, in Franklin's case hunting down these interracial couples just uh, like either well he killed the, the two black kids but uh, to, to hose the other ones down with like mace right you know, that's a cowardly act. Yeah. So that's how he feels powerful. Right. He's not going right up to him and pushing him and using, you know, racist slang. Right. And provoking a fight of which he could probably very easily lose. Very easily. You Look saw at him, his right? pictures. I was oh, going to say, yeah. he's a scrawny little duck. And then when you brought up his eyesight, too, and that's very obvious because he had the thick glasses right. and stuff like that. So you know that he had the, I'm not going to say deformities, but the... The things that we know kids pick on in school. You well, know, back so you then. know that he was a target of bullies. He's being he's telling you how he was slow in school. So you know that all of that equi- I mean, plays into character here. And it just it like builds his story to build him into what he was. So he had to be bigger and better. He had to be that bigger, tougher person. No, no, he needed to feel that yeah, he well, was. Yeah, well, I know. It's like that's what was in him. He had to be that. Okay, and here's a prime example, okay? Mm-hmm. There's three of us in this room right now. Okay. We I'm all a, know I'm the best one. But. I'm, a, I'm a pretty big guy. You are. Okay. And granted, your butt could probably eat me because it's Godzilla and it took out Tokyo. Bitch, I'm a scrapper. I'll cut you. So if I attacked <laughs> anybody else in this room. Other but, than me? <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll even include you. I'm not going to make fun of you. <laughs> That's not a fair fight. Right. That is not a fair fight at all. But. Let's say that I go up to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because everybody knows who he is, and I push him and say, fuck you, let's go, Dude, bitch. I like to see that. Dude. Dude, he will freaking, he'll just go like this and hammer you into the ground. The second I push him and go, let's go, before I can get bitch out. I mean, because you ain't going to move him when you push him. <laughs> I ain't moving shit. He, you know what's going to happen? There's going to be two hits in total. He's going to hit me. And you're going to hit the floor. And I'm going to hit the fucking ground. <laughs> and I'm going to wake up out of that coma someday. <laughs> someday. Somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Yeah, you know. Or even hunting down somebody uh, uh, no, of my stature. Oh, yeah. No That's shit, at yo. least a fair fight. Yeah. This asshole didn't do that. It's like he's picking on scrawny fucking kind no. of you know, no, asshole exactly. dumb guys. He's no. going he's hunting people down. And I'm going to spray him down with mace or I'm going to kill him with, a, with an assault rifle right. or a hunting rifle. You know, uh, I'm going to kind of do this, this backwoods fucked up thing so it empowers me and I feel like I'm right. powerful. See, and that's what I was trying to say is in him, he had, you know... I guess I didn't say it right, but I meant to say it's like he had to be bigger and better. He had to make himself that way. Right. He has to empower himself. Yeah. So he, of course, needs this outside. The cheerleaders, like we had with the Ings. Yes. Exactly. He needs his cheerleaders. Yeah. So he's got that with this white supremacist group that's telling him he's better than everybody else. Yeah. And, you know. Just because you are white, you're this, this, and this, you are automatically better. 
Right, and you know that that, that gives him bragging rights. He can exactly. go back and he can go, hey, I got this interracial exactly. couple, you know, this. So that know. puts him up in the hierarchy there. And I, can, I, I, I bet you I can tell you verbatim exactly what he said. This nigger was dating this white girl, and I hunted him down and sprayed him yeah. down with mice. Yeah. So that way there he could feel all big and bad. Oh, yeah. But in, in reality, even before he died, he is a weak, pathetic. In rea- he is. God. He is. I mean, because you know what? When it all boiled down to coward. it, he was not big and tough. Mm-mm. He got up on that. I mean, he went to trial, was found guilty. Got the death penalty, and you know what happens to them? They all get strapped down the same. <laughs> yep. Doesn't matter what color or how big they are. I was going to say, doesn't they matter all shape, get size, strapped or down color. the same. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But that's exactly it right there, you know, is he... It he, just... It, like I said, it just makes me sad because I see so many different possibilities that could have happened, and it would have been totally well, different, and, you In know. my mind, I don't even understand empowering uh, yourself that way, because I believe in me empowering neither. yourself... This is a little inspirational thing from Scotty. Oh, dear. I believe in, inspi- uh, in, in, in lifting yourself up and, uh, and what have not with your own actions. Right. Don't brag about what you've done. Show people what. Right. Yeah. Keep if, showing it. If your life is garbage, mm-hmm. improve your fucking life. Yeah. And there's many ways to do that. Now, granted, he didn't have the best education. This is true. But you know who can get awesome jobs without a great education? Welders. True. Concrete layers. Brick layers. Yeah, trade people. Yes. people. Yes. You don't have to have a degree right. to fucking lay concrete. This is true. Nothing like that. Hell, you don't need this a degree true. to be a truck driver. Yeah, we can see that stuff. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no. But, um, but yeah. yeah, no, totally. Ow. So that's that's how I believe in lifting my, uh, at least yeah. myself up. Well, and another and this great guy does way it. to help lift yourself up is even if you feel like shit and you're down in the gutter, go volunteer at a soup kitchen. I always tell everybody, and I, I've mentioned this a few, a few, on a few shows, for the love of God, people, please be kind to one another. Yeah, that's just it. Volunteer at a soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. Help some old lady take put her bags and grocery bags in the car. You know, because it's that one act of kindness. You don't know. It could be the only kindness that person receives for a week. Oh, exactly. Or a year. And you it know? Could, it can and actually that, save someone's life. Exactly. And that in itself, will, knowing that you help them, will help you. Oh, 100%. You know? I know. There was just, you know, it's just, yeah, it just makes me so sad that, and if anybody's out there that's feeling like that now, please reach out to somebody. Please. Even us. Yeah. Honestly. Because you know what? There are other choices out there. You don't have to do that. You know? And Scott's actually a good listener. I know I make fun of him all the time, but he does listen. Yeah, hell. I'd be inclined to even call you and help you out. Yeah. I ain't, uh. I ain't the asshole that I seem on air. No, <laughs> not at all. No, but you know, like I said, there's so many things that could have done different, that could have happened in a different way. And unfortunately, that's the one that probably reached out to him the first and the most. Oh, totally. The violent, you know I mean? the, the violent aspect. Yeah. You know, having people that you trust beat you down all the time. Exactly. That's, you know, that, that kind of that, that set the tone. For what later he would become. He wants to be accepting. He wants to fill that, that position of power. Yeah. I just, like I said, it's, it just saddens me. Because like, I can just, I can see so many people nowadays like that. Oh, 100%. Doesn't matter. That is how many years later? Well, thankfully, it's in, in 2021, we've got fantastic therapists. We do, but people just need to know how to access it. Unfortunately, a lot of, uh, and I found this out talking to a few friends of mine, a lot of people's, uh, 
uh, health benefits don't cover mental health. This is true. Which I was shocked. I because I've always had mental health on on my insurance. Always. Yeah. On you know, so that one kind of shocked me. Right. But there's resources out there. But I was going to say, even if it doesn't, contact your county mental health department. A lot of them will help you anyways. Oh, yeah. And on a sliding scale. Yeah. Because they understand not everybody's got a shit ton of money exactly. to you know, spend on therapists. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got better resources now, thankfully. We do. This is kind of a PSA one. No shit, man. I'm it not, was more, less I'm, of a serial killer, more of a PSA, but that's okay. I'm feeling pretty damn good about myself now. Of course, like I like I've done my. I would my pat you on the back, but my arm already hurts. No, I bet you think you're hilarious, don't you? I, you know what? I do actually. No, Jesus. No, Christ. when my doctor asked me to raise my arm, I go, "Not gonna happen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening." Um, no, but like I said, it just. I think. I don't know. Do you have any more questions for me? Because I kind of have some for you, but I, I have to figure out how I want to word. Like. Well, shoot them at me because I'm I know, out I have of to figure questions. Out how I, want I, was, word, I think I was pretty detailed about this, Jack. You were very detailed about it. You were very detailed. And that's... Okay, this is what I was going to ask you because I don't know if you touched on it and I missed it because sometimes sometimes I don't... Rem- I mean, it's like even if I hear it and I respond to it, I don't realize I'm responding until I'm listening to it on, when I listen back on them. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember <laughs> saying that. But... I thought I read somewhere with him, maybe it wasn't him, that he was trying to, like, incite a race war, too. No, that's what I had said, yeah. Okay, that, you did say it. That was his whole plan. Okay. He wanted a big race war. Right. You know, and because think about it. If, you, if you're the one who can incite that, where does that put you? At the top of the hierarchy. In the position of power. Yeah. Now, you have to ask yourself also, why is he going to rallies and everything with David Duke? And as I said, David Duke is one of the, was one of the right. main leaders of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Okay, why are you going to these meetings and gatherings with someone like David Duke? Because you want to aspire to be on the level right. of David Duke. And you want that association too. Like, see, I was there with him. So right. I know him. So, yeah. So you always have that. I mean, because it's like, I guess it's like what we do as, you know, researchers and stuff, because we try to reach out to do op eds and stuff to get credibility. Oh, totally. You know, 100%. so that's what it's about. And I'm an attention whore, so. <laughs> you are an attention whore. So I'm a musician. You're a man whore, too, but whatever. No, I'm mostly an attention whore. This is true. But. But, yeah, so he, it's like he, not only did he want, you know, to have that, he wanted to aspire to be that. Exactly. He wanted the credibility of being associated with that. Right. And then you have to also look at, that I said at the beginning, that when he was, uh, diving deep into evangelical Christianity. He went to all the churches he could find in the state, right? Right. Ask yourself why you would do that. You're searching. You're searching for for something higher than you. No, you're searching for a group that'll accept you. That too, but... Because if he was just searching for Jesus... surprises me because evangelical Christians are almost the most accepting Christians out there. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just almost goes without saying. I so mean, he, you know, he, he's out there and he's searching for a group that will accept him. Yeah, uh, he actually was a sadder case than I expected. I a thought I was going to walk away hating him. I was sad for him. I, I don't neither like or hate him. I think that he's pathetic. Right, that's just it. I'm sad for him. Yeah, it's, he's just a. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I feel sorry for him, which is really weird because that's how I equate a lot of my abusers now. It's like I have, I have pity, you know? Yeah. And so I do. I feel sad for him because 
my whole thing is, is he was condemned by his own actions and rightfully so. And as a result of that, now, unfortunately, I mean, and the sad part is, is he wanted to be so well known and so like look highly upon and everybody's looking at him like, dude, you were just, you were nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know, Exactly. So, so and you got to imagine he's listening to once again David Duke. Right. You know, and if y'all don't know who David Duke is, please take the time to look him up. There is uh, uh, a lot of information out there. Yeah, on David Duke, like a lot, a lot. He was very, 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 very yeah. involved. He, I think he was even a senator. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I think. I, I can't remember. I think he was doing something in politics or ran for a political. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, you know, a position. It was something like that in the mm-hmm. South. Um, and I think it was in Alabama, as a matter of fact. And where? Shut up. <laughs> or it may have been in Georgia, but it could have been in Alabama. They're right next door to each other, so fuck it. But, um, so. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, Take take some time. Read about him. Yeah, because like I said, it's just, I mean, because when you think, I mean, because I think like things like this, like, yeah, you know, you wanted to be so far up there on the food chain, but you weren't. No. You are, you are no nothing. He is no nothing more now than just a pathetic, lo- I mean, serial killer who fucking, you know, shot himself in the foot because he wouldn't accept <laughs> the help that could have helped him. Yeah. You know. That's what gets me, you know. Uh, I can't have him testifying for me to help me. And, yeah, you know, you, you, you shot gi- yourself in the motherfucking foot. You deserved it. You got to give it up to the to the black dude who would have helped him. Exactly. Though. Think about it. You're 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 a black guy. You're looking at this racist dude, knowing he wants to kill you. Yeah, and who who is saying nothing but all these freaking racist? Uh, you, yeah. You think when he's in court that he's he was, saying? I'm sure he was spouting epitaph after oh, epitaph. Fuck yeah, yeah. That it was cut, rolling off. And his this tongue. guy's like, hey, look, I can help yeah. this guy out. Hey. <laughs> Kudos to that dude, man. That takes that takes yeah. brass balls. It does. Because I'll tell you, man. If if the if the roles were reversed and mm-hmm. there was a black guy who was just yelling racist shit at me, even if I could help him, I'd be. You know what? You know, it could be a white person yelling freaking like anything okay. negative towards me. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. Right, right. Well, I'm I'm just going with the no, direct yeah. opposite. I'd be like, you know what? You're on your own, fucker. Yeah. No, I'm not going to help him. I don't care at this point if he begs. Yeah. Please, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be that yeah. racist. No. Yeah, he shot himself in the foot because he refused to get the help that somebody was going to help him <laughs> because of the base of their color or their skin color or their religion is fucked up. And you know what? So. He's nothing more than right here. Now. Ask yourself why he would do that. Because it gives him more credibility with the KKK and the white supremacist. Exactly. He's yeah. thinking in his head, I bet, or was, because he's dead now, he ain't thinking shit. No. Um, that they're going to talk about me long after I'm dead. Yeah, the only thing we're talking about is how pathetic he was. And <laughs> sad. That's all we're saying. I mean, because that's what it boils down to. And I think that's what's sad to me. That's what I have pity for. It's because it could have been so different. He could have been so much more. See, we've done we've done a PSA. We've, I know. We talked bad about racism. And we talked about, you know, corruption in the South this and, week. Yeah, and this week and mental health. We did. And dude. reaching out. Oh my God. We're doing good things. Something's no, wrong. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Something's wrong. We're talking about serial killers. We're not doing any damn nah. thing. Well, I think well about we're it. doing good, but, you know, we're we, bringing knowledge to the people. That's true. And entertainment. Yeah, that, I think that's what it is right there. Yeah. We, we, 
think about it, man. We, uh, with, with our podcast, we have no skills when, when it comes None. to this. You know what? We started this as green. As yeah. green as green could get. <laughs> Yeah, you know. we, we 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 don't add anything to society. We <laughs> nope. just, we're just entertainers. Like if the world goes to shit, how many how many survivalists do you think are? Hey, I need to find a fat dude who writes with a guitar. Dude, you need to go get Tammy and Scott because they are the bomb diggity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, we got food here, and we got guns, and we got shelter. Where's Tammy and Scott? Where are they? <laughs> you, you know what we need? We need a couple of fucking clowns. <laughs> get into the town and get a clown. Get Tammy and Scott. Nobody's right. saying that. Nobody. Nobody. You know what? They're probably what? saying the opposite. I keep them the fuck out of here. You know what, fucker? I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This here has been Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us an email at www.brutalnation.cast at gmail.com. No, www. God damn it. I fuck everything up. You do fuck. You know what amazes me is you do fuck everything up. And what amazes me is we still get listeners. I know. I'm just, actually kind of a... We get them to spite me. you, Scott, not because of you. It's because of me, because of my fabulous face. No. No. Let's, not at www. Check out our website at... This is the real www. Yeah, this is the real one www.twistedbluellc.com. Remember, if you shop it on Amazon, click on the li- click on the link that we provide. Uh, that way, there it helps out the show. It it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's good all around, and we'll still respect you in the morning. We will. We didn't respect you at the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Meow. <laughs> meow. Oh my God! Shut up. Hey, I got a question for our listeners. No. Would you wear a Catwoman outfit for me? I'm just curious. If you would or wouldn't, send us an email on that because now I'm interested. I want to know. As a matter of fact, I want you to Scott's post that on the site. Scott's taking a poll. Oh, I've given a poll too. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we need sleep. <laughs> Jamie, Christmas. Also, check out uh, the blog companies that have picked up our yeah, blogs. We have three of them that have picked us up now. We have Hub Pages. Um, we've been featured and picked up for distribution there. We've been picked up and featured for distribution on Medium. And we on Vocal Media. That's the three? That's I remember three. Medium. I remember it was vocal, vocal media, something. Vocal Media, Medium, and Hub Pages. I am really going to put a sticky yeah. note on and my so, fucking terminal. And so, you know, we're actually, you know, we do submit them on there, but then they get picked up and featured for... Right, for the distribution. Yeah, we, we've gotten yeah, our so. stuff picked up quite a bit, actually. Yeah, actually, actually, I was <laughs> amazed at how qu- quickly it happened. Yeah, it's, so. we're doing pretty good on that. So yeah, give us a give us a hand, and we'll give you a hand. Wow, wow! Send us that email. I really want to know who out there, and men or women, I don't care. If you're a guy and would wear a Catwoman outfit, by all means. Send an email and let me know. This is going to be epic. You're over there dying. But I really want to know. Matter of fact, I think that we need to do a little bit of our other podcast because I want to put it out there, too. I want to know who wear a Catwoman outfit. You'd get everybody from Jacksonville, Florida responding <laughs> to you. But you know, you know what we can guarantee? They wouldn't be fighting their fucking trees. Because they'd have a shirt on and you can't fight or fuck a tree in Florida without a or shirt. Or shit on a car. Or shit on a car. <laughs> Check out the Scotty and Squash show. You'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> if you want a good laugh out of that one. Yeah. This show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.